You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Again, when it comes to something being worthless, it's of no profit, no gain, no value. Meaningless. And sadly, according to the text, there were people that chose to live worthless lives. They chose it. God created us free moral agents. And not just any old folk as we would say in the country but folk based upon the text who Who knew God? Who knew him? We're not talking about folks walking vain that did not know the one true God. We're talking about folks that actually knew God but decided or made a choice to think, talk, and do in contrast to his will. And you have folk like that even in our day and time. In the church and outside the church that make a conscious decision to think, talk, and do in contrast to God's will. For some reason or Another, at least they call it a reason. But it can't be legit because the best place to be and the safest place to be is in God's will. The worst place to be and the most dangerous place to be. Is out of the will of God. Don't want to be out of the will of God. And so we are going to consider the people in the text. And I want you to notice carefully as I deal with it. How again they, they chose to live lives of no profit. Worthless lives. And notice the first ones is the priest, preachers, ministers. Now, notice what it says about the priests or the ministers. They did not say or ask. Where's the Lord? The implication? They didn't pray. They didn't pray. They didn't want to know nothing about the Lord. They didn't ask about the Lord. They did not have a prayer life. It's dangerous not to have a prayer life. I said it's dangerous not to have a prayer life. Why is it dangerous? Basically because of what Luke 18 and 1 states. Let's go there real quick. Luke 18 and 1. 
They did not ask, where's the Lord? They didn't want to know. They didn't inquire about God, period. Didn't ask for God's help, Lord, what's going on here? They didn't pray. In our day and time, you have services in a church where people are sing. They'll teach the word, but go the whole service without prayer. Luke 18 and 1, Jesus spoke a parable to his disciples that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, not give up. If you don't pray, you're going to give up. If you don't pray, what's attacking you going to defeat you. If you don't pray, your mind is going to yield to the enemy that wants to destroy you. Which is going to be followed by you talking death. Which is going to be followed by you experiencing death. Whether physical, figurative, or otherwise. You're going to experience death because you're not praying. You act like prayer is powerful it is notice again the text men should pray and not lose heart not give up if i start giving up that means i'm not praying the way i need to pray i pray every day but i still feel like it ain't gonna work you ain't praying enough or you're not sincere when it comes to what you're saying to god you have to pray until that spirit that's, that's telling you to quit, to give up, leaves. Men always ought to what? Pray. And not? Say to somebody real quick, you can't give up. No matter what type battle you're fighting. You can't give up. You don't know how painful it is. Don't give up. Don't give up. Trust what God promised you in the word. Do not give up. But if you don't pray, you will give up. And, and this is sad, but this happens in the church. They didn't want to know what the Lord was. They didn't want to know what God was doing. They didn't want to hear it. I know pastors say, better is here. But, no, but that's God. That's bigger than pastor. Yeah, but I don't, I, I, that right there, I heard, I, don't, I just ain't got time. It's bigger than the text. You got to pray. You got to seek God every single day when it comes to your life. Prayer can change things. Not on your timetable, but on his timetable and so they, they did not inquire they did not ask where is the Lord they didn't want to know I never take prayer for granted I know how powerful prayer is but there are so many of you take it for granted some is customary for you to miss Days of prayer. That's the reason you talk in ways you shouldn't sometimes. Think in ways you shouldn't sometimes. Because your prayer life is not where it needs to be. Am I trying to insult you? No. I'm trying to get you on the page that you need to be on. But let's go further. Back in... Jeremiah 2 and 8. Those who handle the law did not know me. Now the law equates God's words. But here you got people that are in the Bible teaching. Teaching others 
that, do, that don't have a relationship with, with God based upon the text. You trying to tell me about healing and you don't even have a relationship with him? You trying to tell me God to do it? Listen to this. To know God is to acknowledge him. If you sincerely know God, you're going to acknowledge him. When you acknowledge God, you do so by trusting him. So if I know God, bottom line, I'm going to trust him. Because you can't know that God is all powerful, really know it, and not trust him. You can't allow a doctor, lawyer, preacher, or whoever to have the final say if you truly know God. You'll listen to them, but you're not going to nod your head in agreement because you know God. Somebody will tell you you can't have this, that, and the other because of certain situations in your life. But if you know God, you're not going to agree with that because you know even the cattle that set on a thousand hills belong to God. But these are folks that knew that were teaching the law, but they did not know God. They were handling it. They were dealing with the word, but they did not know God. Let me show you something. Proverbs 3. Go there real quick. When you know God, you will acknowledge him, right? Proverbs 3. We're going to read verse 5. And six. Ready? Trust in the Lord with all your what? Lean not on your own. In all your ways what? And what are you going to do? When you know God, you wait on him to tell you what to do. When you wait on God, you allow him to have the final say. You so know him to where you don't even trust yourself. Because when you start going through trouble in your life, you will start being up and down when it comes to your feelings. Why? You're human. You're human. You can't trust yourself when you go through certain trials and tribulations. The only person you can trust when you get to going through certain things is the Lord. And he'll tell you what to do. He'll reveal it through the Holy Spirit. That's the way it works. John 16 13 says that the spirit of truth or the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. Tell you exactly what, what to do. Exactly what to do. But if you don't know him, even though you read the word, you won't trust the word. I've told folks what to do based upon the word. They didn't do it because they don't trust it. They were handling the word, but they didn't know God. They didn't know it. If you know God is a healer, you know he, he can heal something minor and major. If you know God will bless you, you know he will bless you with something minor and major. And so you, you don't despise small beginning because you know God will do exceeding abundantly above more than you ask or think. But you got to know him. You can never allow somebody to take God's place in your mind. He who keeps his mind stay on the Lord shall be in perfect peace. Peace.
peace, shalom, prosperity. I'm prospering in my mind because my mind is stayed on God. Then Paul turned around and said in in, uh, Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. Got to have a Christ-like mind. What kind of mind did Christ have? A word mind. Told his disciples, I'm always doing what the Father is telling me to do. That was his mindset. And that has to be our mindset. In trouble. We go through things and, and, and your sense is going to act up. You can't trust yourself when you up and down. You got you to gotta cast your care on God and say, God, you got to tell me what to do. Because this bigger than me, this causing me to trip, Lord. You got to help me out. But you never get to the point to where you doubt God's word if you truly know him. Trusting the Lord with what? And sometimes that's a process. You have to pray. You have to fast. You have have to keep speaking because the enemy, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy going to come at your mind trying to get you to believe a report that God didn't ordain for you. God didn't ordain for me to be poor. When God told me, look, I'm going to give you this right here, and then the folks that had what I wanted said I couldn't have, this is a lie right here. Y'all lying. Y'all can give me that. You just ain't doing the right thing. And if you don't do the right thing, you're going to end up hurting yourself, not me, because I know God told me such and such. What do you call that? Trust. You trust God more so than anything or anybody. But in order to be in that place, you have to know him. You got to know him. I say you have to know him. It's not enough to be able to quote scripture. You got to know him. Jesus said something so powerful to where the church has yet to grasp it in totality. He said, my sheep. Know my voice. But get this. And a stranger. They're not going to follow. When you become a legitimate sheep of the Lord's. You ain't going to follow strange voices. You, you don't care how many degrees they have in front or behind their name. You are not going to follow strange voices. God told me I was here. You trying to tell me, oh, I ain't following. You, you want me to take something and you done told me such and such. And oh, no. But there are some folks that say they are God's sheep. They act like they don't know his voice. Say your neighbor, God speaks directly and indirectly. God spoke this morning through Elder Leakes, Minister Woods, Elder Jackson, Deacon Wynn. But did you hear him? Did you hear Elder Jackson say he wanted to testify uh, a while ago? But who told him, wait. I ain't done with all the testimony yet. Who told him that? God. So even though he spoke about what God did, God was using him to talk to somebody. Somebody that needs to repent and do the right thing. So you can receive the same benefits or blessings that he received. That too heavy for you? Is it right? 
Say to your neighbor, you got to know him. And when you know him, you're not going to follow strange voices. It's folk that will pay folk to talk to them about negative stuff. You think I'm going to give somebody my money and they talking negative? Telling me I ain't got no hope. You, I ain't going to pay you. I'm finna get out of here. I don't follow strange voices. Well, you ain't going to be able to have this. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what. To, well, you don't have to tell me nothing else because I'm finna leave your office. My sheep know my A stranger. They will not. See, some of y'all looking at me funny. Pastor saying he'll walk out on somebody even though they're telling them, you better know it. If God done told me it's well and you trying to tell me it's not well, I'm slamming the door in your face. If it's my house or I'm walking out. Do y'all understand two times in scripture the question was asked in Isaiah 53 and in Romans 10 the question was asked whose report you gonna believe if I would listen to some folks report I'd be dead right now I'd be broke right now I'd be on pills right now if I would have listened to some folks report but I know his, his voice. And I, don't, I don't, don't just know his voice. I know he's Jehovah Rapha. The God that heals. I know he's Jehovah Jireh. The God that provides. I got to move on and say to somebody, you got to know him. Now touch yourself and say, I got to know him. Let's go further. Back in Jeremiah. Y'all okay? How many love the past? Say it out of your mouth. I love the past. If you don't, don't say it. But, but if you do, say it one more time. I love the past. If you mean. Notice the next thing. The rulers also transgressed against me. Listen to this. One of, one of the root meanings of transgress is to break away from that which is just. To break away, sever the relationship with that which is just. The Bible says in Romans 1, 16 and 7. Matter of fact, let's read it. Romans 1, 16 to 17. I'm ready to quote it. I'm rolling. Y'all staying with me? Let's go to Romans 1. One root meaning of, of transgress is to break away from, help me, that which is just. That which is what? Now notice Romans 1, 16 and 17. Paul said, for I I'm not ashamed, not embarrassed of the gospel, which is what? Good news. Of who? For it is the power of God to what? The word, the gospel, is the power of God unto Salvation. Salvation is threefold. God delivers, protects, and he causes us to what? I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to those that what? Believe. You got to believe it though. You got to believe he's going to heal you. You got to believe he's going to turn your situation completely around. 
You got to believe when, when you hear him say money going to come your way this way. You got to believe that money going to come your way the week that he says it, even though, even though you're not scheduled in reference to your pay period. You got to believe that God is still going to show up and do something out of the ordinary. When he tells you he's going to heal you in, in the doctor's office, when the doctor is telling you something negative, you got to believe it right then. Why? That's the gospel. Woo, say to somebody, the gospel is good news. It's, it's something that'll make you shout. Something that'll make you turn in victory. Something that'll cause you to leap for joy. Something that'll make you do certain things in advance because you know God done already spoken and you're just walking in the promise. Why? Because all of the promises of God in him are and he get glory out of doing things for you. He gets glory out of doing things for you. He gets glory out of doing things for you. He gets glory out of doing things for you. It is my good pleasure. What? To give you the kingdom. What's in the kingdom? Healing is in the kingdom. Financial breakthrough is in the kingdom. Jesus so wanted his disciples to be givers in order to be blessed to where he got on a roll and he told them, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over. Telling them exactly what they would experience once they become Givers. And most of them, that's exactly what they experienced, but they believed it. We got folk in here, you'll get happy about giving at a particular time, but then you'll slack up. You have to be consistent in doing what thus saith God in order to receive true benefits once you start being consistent in doing what he is telling you to do it's going to be to the point to where blessings going to begin to not only run you down but to overtake you you'll get blessing after blessing after blessing to the point to where you will have David's testimony now, now, this is a testimony where, where folks question even now they're in time, but, it, but it's only real for folks that believe and they are consistent at practicing the word. David said he daily loads me with benefits. When I get up weak, he gives me strength. When I get a bad report, he makes it right. When they tell me it ain't going to happen, he causes it to happen. When I ain't got no money, but I need some in order to get some stuff, go, he gives me money. He loads me down. How often? Damn. He better than your job. Your job only gives you a benefit every two weeks, once a month, or maybe one day out of a week. But God daily loads you down with benefits. And when David said it, he identified God as the God of his salvation. He daily loaded me, even the God of my salvation. But you got to be in the vein. You got to be in the word to know that what the scripture decrees is so. You can't be a worthless walker. You can't be to the point to where you're wondering if God going to do it. You have to have a knowing in your being that if God said it, he'll bring it to pass. Shout at somebody, he's not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Will he not make it good? Will he not bring it to pass? They stopped living justly. And notice, I got to go back to Romans 1. Lord have mercy. 
Again, for I am not ashamed, Romans 1 and 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just, God's children shall live by Faith. Faith ain't a church thing. When you get a bad report, you don't start living by the report. You keep living by When it get rough, you don't allow the situation to overcome you. You still live by Don't live by your circumstances. Just child. But the rulers, people that were in authority, people that were supposed to be examples, they were transgressing. Supposed to be an example, and you're doing crazy stuff. You gotta live just. Well, man, it's just it's hard to live that 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 thinking, talking, and doing like Pastor be saying according to that Bible. No, it ain't. The way of a transgressor is hard. I don't know who that sign is up for that these people this, this church putting up. Life is hard, but it shouldn't be for you if you're a child of God. We experience it, challenges. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But we still live by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain a good testimony. The elder testified this morning based upon faith, what he heard. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is when you hope for what you don't see, but you know it's going to happen because God told you it was. Paul said in Romans 8, 24 and 25, and Paul, why should we hope for that? We see. But if we hope for that, we see not. We wait on it. But how you wait on it, Paul? You wait on it with endurance of perseverance. You fight because the enemy going to try to steal what you're waiting for. You fight because your flesh going to try to convince you that you need to choose an alternative. But you don't allow your flesh, you don't allow what's attacking your mind, your body to stop you from living by faith. You keep the confidence. You don't cast it away because your confidence, according to, to Hebrews 10 and 35, has great reward. There's a benefit coming because of your hope. There's a benefit coming because of your faith. A benefit coming because of your confidence in the one true God. Say to your neighbor, remember, God is the only one that has never lied. Say that to somebody else. God is the only one. Never. Y'all all right? Let's go further. Lord have mercy. Y'all stay with me. Let's go back to Jeremiah 2 and 8. The prophets prophesied 
Babel. They spoke on behalf of a false God. We got false gods in our day and time that are humans. Can actually tell you what's can actually tell you what's gonna happen or, or try to act like they can tell you what's gonna happen in reference to your future. Sad thing is you got folk that believe false prophets. Now, God done told you he knows your future. He knows the plan he has for your life. And is good, not evil. That's Bible. But then you got this person. Look, your life, it just ain't going to be that good. You're going to have to do such as a... That person can't be prophesying based upon God who came that you might have and that they may not be prophesying in the name of Baal but whatever they're prophesying when you consider the word of God is false. Mr. Walker, you will not be able to get this particular thing until seven years from now. I don't know who got you prophesying that lie. But before this week is over, I'm going to get this. You got to know when a prophecy comes to you, whether it's of God or not. And prophecies are happening more outside the church false prophecies than in the church. When you go in certain offices, you got to recognize, even if that person is a professional, that, that the enemy can use that person to speak a false word to you. You just don't receive everything that you hear. That's too tough for some of y'all. Because some of y'all, you, you accept everything from certain folk. Well, you know he is such and such. So, he can't lie. He God. If God said he going to bless you with this person saying, there's no way. That's a false statement in reference to what God done said. But you, child of God, as a, moral, as a free moral agent, have to make the choice whose report you're going to believe. That's too hard for some of y'all. I got to show you something. Go with me to, uh, Lord have mercy. Go with me to Jeremiah uh, 23. I think that's where I want to go. Lord have mercy. Y'all all right? The prophets prophesied on behalf of Baal. And, and notice Jeremiah 23 and, 23 and 13. And I have seen folly, lies, in the prophets of Samaria. They prophesied by Baal. But the latter part is what I want you to get. And caused who? My people. To what? So, so, so God, didn't God just tell you that he was going to do such and such? Why you down now? Well, yeah, that, right after I got the word, uh, Pastor, last Sunday, if you, if, if, uh, excuse me, Pastor, just give me, a, give, me, give, give, give me a moment. Give me a moment. Give me a moment. After I got the word on last Sunday, I went to so and so, and he he just said, "It ain't no, it ain't no good. It ain't no good. It ain't no good. It ain't no good. It ain't no good." 
you, you can't allow what God said to be taken from you. The enemy will use folk to take what God has put in you. Jesus himself said, after the word has been sown, then the enemy will come and try to pull it out of your heart. The reason? Lest you should believe and be saved. The enemy will pull that word out of your heart lest you believe it and be saved. Oh, that mercy. I know this is tough, but, but I need you to ask somebody, how many times has the enemy pulled a word out your heart? Now, don't you answer that. You just, you just, you just, just, just look at them. Don't even answer that. Because you, you, you know you'd be lying if you said it two or three times. Ain't no telling how many times, so don't even answer it. I just wanted them to ask you. God's folk allow Words that are in contrast to the written and revealed will of God to cause them to err, to get out of his will. You can be thinking positive when you leave here. Go to Chick-fil-A. Sit down at a table. And because you like to eavesdrop, hear what somebody else is saying at another table, and it will disrupt your spirit. And you'll start thinking more about what was said at Chick-fil-A than in God's house. Lord have mercy. I got to close it. Y'all still love the past? Only if you mean it, tell somebody, I love the past. And he helping me. Listen to this. Last thing. And they walk after things that do not profit. That was their lifestyle. Their behavior. Into things. That were not of any value, any significance, any merit. They were worthless. Worthless. Y'all stand with me? That's what they walked out. Now, I'm finna fin- drop something on you. Stay with me. Lord have mercy. Y'all all right? I may ask that four or five times before we leave today. But it's for purpose. Now notice Jeremiah 7 and 23. But this is what I commanded them saying, obey my voice. And I will be your God. And you shall be my people. And walk in all the ways that I have commanded you. That it may be well with you. He just wanted them to obey. And walk in his, walk in his ways that it may be well with them. But notice Jeremiah 6 and 16. Keep that in mind. He wanted it to be well with them. Jeremiah 6 and 16. Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where the good way is and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your soul. You're going to be well. But they said, we will not walk in it. How did they say it? Did they say it with their mouth or did their actions speak? 
What are your, what are your actions saying when you get your right? What are your actions saying when God tells you it's, it's well? When he tells you it's well, do you accept what the enemy is attacking your mind with that your situation done got worse? You want to do something? You hold on to when God said it's well. God cannot lie. All he wants, if you obey my voice, it's going to be well with you. But notice again here in Jeremiah 6. They didn't want him. They didn't want him. New God couldn't lie. But they still didn't want. These are God's folk. Backslidden, but God's folk. They did not want it. They wanted a life that was not profitable. They wanted to live vanity. In contrast to God's will. Y'all hear me? I got to show you something. I'm closing with this. Go with me to Ephesians. Because I believe in somebody in here, you, you, you ain't going to be walking no worthless life. You ain't going to be no worthless walker. If that's really true, tell somebody, I, I, I ain't going to be no worthless walker. I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk according to God's word. If I fall, if I mess up, I know how to repent. But I ain't going to be no worthless walk. And I'm going to stop accepting everything folks say to me. Yeah, you got to put that on your, on your, write that down. You got to do that. Ephesians 4 and 1. I love, I love this verse. I love it, especially how Paul identifies himself. He in jail, but notice what he says. He says, I therefore, the prisoner of who? He in literal jail, but he letting them know I'm here because God want me here. He was in a bad place, but his mind said, I'm in this place because this is where God want me. You have to be to the point if you are in trials, you know God so well to where you're like, I know God got me right here right now. But this right here ain't going to last. Yeah, I know God allowed me to be battling what I'm battling in my body right now. But I also know what he promised in Psalm 34 and 19. He was in jail. But his mindset was, I'm where I am because of God. How many going through something financially right now? Are you there because you've been robbing God? Or is the enemy trying to get you to stop giving God his money? If you're going through it financially... If you keep giving God his money, your testimony needs to be just like the Apostle Paul here. I'm going through it financially, but I'm still giving God his money. Why? Because if you're going through it financially, but you're still giving God his money, it's just a matter of time before Luke 6 and 38 shows up at your door. If you're going through it in your body, but you know God done told you he's not done with you, he has something for you, you have to say, I'm going through it in this body, but Jehovah Rapha, he going to heal me. I'm coming out of this because my purpose is not yet completed. 
I ain't going nowhere until he says it's time to go. Say to your neighbor, Paul was in jail. But he did not allow jail to get the glory. Don't you allow what you're going through in your body to get the glory. Don't you allow what you're going through in your life to get the glory. Give God the glory. Job lost his children. But who did he give the glory? God. The Lord gives. The Lord taketh away. Bless it. Be the name of God. I hope somebody is getting this that, 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 that this really needs to get in your being. If y'all tell somebody I'm getting this because I need it. Look at this right here. Ephesians 4 and 1. Let's look at it again. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk, help me, of the calling with which you were called. You're going through it. But you're still walking like a champ. Woo, you're battling in your body. But in your mind, you're like, I'm more than a conqueror through God. Ain't that what God called you? More than what? Didn't he call you an heir of God, a joint heir with Jesus Christ? You got to walk in who God call you to be you can't be worthless when it comes to your life and acting like yeah you know they done gave me and I'm just yeah I just I say I am even if it's hurting you know I'm moving slow but God still bless Ooh, God is still, God is still here. Wait, wait a minute, I, I can't step as fast as I used to. But you know what? God is still doing things for me. Yeah, he, he's still doing some, some good old things for me. Oh, wait a minute, what did I say? I forgot a little something, something what I said, but you know what? God is still keeping me. He's still. You got to walk in what God says you are despite what you're going through in your life. I'm done. Let's go, Lord, hand of praise. Lord of mercy. 